tough scene for the breakfast ball crew this morning back from the bachelor party. I'm sunburnt to hell. Ryan's sicker than shit. Trevor, he's probably okay, but he's, he didn't come with, so. No invite. I'm down as low as my phone batteries right now. I haven't charged my phone since Sunday night. Why? Because <laughs> my charger's been in my, my uh, carry-on bag, mm. and every time I get into bed at night, I forget it. And because I'm... Uh, I'm not going to say deathly ill, because that's not something to joke about, Tyler, but I am ill. Uh, if you were deathly ill, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. Correct. Um... Down bad. Phone battery's at 8% right you, now. I, that is unbelievable to me. I mean, I, I did the same thing the first night. I didn't charge my phone, but at least the second night, I was right on a charger. Oh, I charge it, I charge it every night we were there. I just haven't charged it since we got back. But How is it that also, still alive? That also yeah, speaks <laughs> to the, the, the new iPhone has elite battery. Now, give me about six months, and I'll be, I'll be saying different. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Arizona, I got the best Arizona when I was there, and it now has the best of me <laughs> since we've been back. So, they piped that the wrong way. I'll call the clubhouse. We'll book another 18 for tomorrow. Okay, they cheated on that. They fucked their balls. Yeah, no better time for the breakfast ball than now. <laughs> Guys, welcome back. Episode one, David Ortiz when he was with the Twins. Yeah. I Google it. I think he was 27 with the Sox, too. Nope. He was 34. Mm. He was, he was yeah. 34, Did, yeah. Was the whole time? Oh, I he could have so. been 27 when he got traded. I think that's the case, because I literally saw a picture of him mm. with 27 in a Red Sox jersey. Yeah, he could have. However, they did retire 34, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, yeah, well, they had to keep... Somebody can carry on the legacy of David Ortiz at the Red Sox with 27, but yeah. not 34 anymore. Yeah. Uh, not interview podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed the Joey Colcutt's interview. Um it 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 looks based off the numbers and sounds like you guys really liked it. Yeah, and it was phenomenal conversation. Um, we forgot to we we forgot to record an intro. Yeah, because we just got read. right into it. We ne- we had <laughs> never outro. We had only texted and vo- Joey's big voice message guy and I have never done voice message before, but he kept voice messaging us. So when we got on the pod, I'm like, we already know this guy. He's already one yeah, of we're, us. We we're friends already at that point, and just honestly. Joey, like this, this is going to sound like I'm insulting him, but I don't mean it as an insult. He talks so much. Like there was no break in the conversation to even do an intro. And I was fine with that. Like he he was just story after story and I was entertained. And it was like, oh, let's just start the podcast without starting the podcast. 100%. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great cold open by us, but. Wait, is that why they call them cold cuts? You just went cold open? Cold open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And then we just cold cut to the ad read. Yes. Actually. Fuck, you guys are on to something. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, we we have to recap Arizona because we golfed two rounds. We golfed. I don't think five. people even knew we were going. Oh, we, I don't never think they said did. we well, were. I also, I like, yeah, we, I don't really know if we wanted to bring too much light today because it was for it was bachelor party. And mm-hmm. uh, it would have been cool to get out and play with some some fans of the page. But next time we go down there. We'd get a foursome going, uh, me and you versus maybe two fans of the page. We got some guys who are interested in playing. Yeah, well, we can. We proved this weekend, Ryan. We don't lose in scrambles. We're still undefeated. That is correct. Um, three groups of three. Let's let's start. Let's see. Where should we start? Let's start with the plane ride to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. The very so, we're doing a full breakdown. Let me take you all the way back. Um, upgraded to first class. Not me. Naturally. Next to the shitter. Because I've never I've never <laughs> flown first class before. I'm like, fuck, Miles' bachelor party. He's sitting in first class. Why not? It was a $92 upcharge when, if you think about it, it's 35 bucks to check my clubs. It is probably another 10 bucks per drink. So 35 to nine, let's say 95. I mean, it's like, what, four or five drinks? Yeah. That and I had to paying con- for itself. And it's, it's paying for itself. So... We get onto the plane, we get on the tarmac, and we sit for an hour and a half on the tarmac. Uh, a lot know. of a lot of de-icing going on, but really, I could see out the window, and they weren't doing shit. <laughs> really? I, I, I don't know. I think they maybe just scheduled the flight a little too early, so they had to just tell us they were de-icing in order to, to just get back on schedule. Well, didn't the dude go on the intercom and say something about they needed to thaw out the de-icing machine or some shit? They had to get it to Jesus. optimal temperature to yeah, start yeah, de-icing, yeah, yeah. which... It, if it's self-regulating, doesn't it just do that on its own while like the entire day? Uh, you'd think, but I don't know shit about de-icing or planes. So. I don't either, nope. but I'm glad the plane was not, it was de-iced before we took off. Again, you know, safe flight, bachelor party. We, gotta, we just got to get there. 
So sitting on the tarmac for like an hour and a half. And I assumed when you were sitting up in the front that to kind of like buffer your, uh, I don't really know what the word I'm trying to think of is, your lack of motion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They'd come around and and they'd be like, hey, can I get you anything to drink, sir? Blah, blah, blah. And they didn't for an hour and a half. And then we obviously took off and there's no drink service when you take off. So we're like, we're like two hours in before I can even get a drink. Yeah, they don't they don't serve you until you've reached cruising height. Correct. Uh, But they do serve you when you're sitting there waiting because they did on the way back. Mm. And on the way back, I was not drinking. So it like it was I don't know what was going on. Anyway, I'm two mixed drinks in and we have about 45 minutes of the flight left. So like one an hour. It's not, yeah. it's not overkill by any means, right? Mm-mm. And I asked for my third one. I'm like, all right, enough with the liquor. I'm going to have a beer. I'm going to mix a beer in. You know, like instead of mixing water, I'll just mix a beer in and take it a little bit slower. So I asked for my third one. And, and she looks over at me and she goes, okay, I'll get you one more, but that's it. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, I still haven't paid my first class upgrade off yet. And you're telling me that you're only going to serve me. And I'm not. Slop, if I was sloppy drunk, completely different story. But I was 1,000% coherent still at this point. <laughs> Why'd she cut you off then? I don't know. But also, guy next to me, Miles' brother, was drinking Cokes the whole time. Same thing to him. <laughs> he ordered his third Coke, and she's like, to both of us, she's like, okay, you guys can have one more, but that's it. And I'm like, I, Jesus, I didn't, know I, had <laughs> yeah. to, I didn't know I had to fight this much just to get my third drink, which was a beer, and it was probably half a beer because they poured into like this glass cup. Mm-hmm. Trevor would know he's a green because he flies first class all the time. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> well, no, even like the pops, they put it into like the little cups, like just yeah. in a can. No, they, that's they, they never gave me the can though. That's the thing. Why? Like, Why? Yeah. I don't know because they, they apparently always... I was fucking sloshed at this point. <laughs> Were you being rude? I was about to start being rude when she's when she told me I only was allowed one more drink. Tyler, I'm trying to pay this $92 upgrade. Right, on. right. Ryan goes first class and doesn't want to act. He just... He's <laughs> like, mm, peasant, one more drink, please. <laughs> no, I was, very, I was very polite about it because I didn't... I don't know how people up there carry themselves. <laughs> like normal everybody. people yeah. that just have 90 extra bucks. Yeah, that, that is very true. Uh, so that happened. And I'm like, okay, well, fuck. Now I'm like 30 bucks in the hole. I never got, you know, I never got to pay mm-hmm. this upgrade off, which... Is fine, by the way. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't looking to drink 150 bucks in booze. But it was just. It was odd to me that after after two drinks, she like damn near cut me off after the third one. Maybe that's a first class like limit thing. I don't know. You think about that. So no, I was two rows in front of the shitter, and they come back with drinks, and I'm fully prepared to pay for the first one. Yep. So I get a, a whiskey coke double, and I have my card out. She's like, No, 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 it's okay. You don't have to pay for this. And I was like, oh, are you serious? Thank you. And next to I'm like, well, I didn't even have to pay for that one. I'll pay for this next one. And then I go to give her my card on the second drink. She's like, no, it's okay. It's on us. What? And uh, and I am <sighs> firmly in economy, like almost as far <laughs> back as you can go in this plane. Uh, but we had different flight attendants. So I think mine was just chill as fuck. And yours was not. Apparently not. Because, again, 30 bucks in the hole which I anticipated to be $30 in the black. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was shocking to me that that happened. So I guess I can say I'm never flying first class again. Yeah. Hey, guys, the perks don't pay. I'm, a, I'm an economy guy through and through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back there with the people crying babies and shitters. That's where I was at. Yeah. They probably yeah. just felt bad because one, the tarmac. Two, I was literally surrounded by crying children. And three, I was I was actually close enough to smell the shitter. And it's loud as shit back there. <laughs> Literally. I can hear guys shitting. <laughs> um, so anyway, we, we, we arrive in Arizona and I'm like, wow, Jesus. Now I got to wait for my bag and then we got to get the Uber. And like, you have three drinks. They tasted really good, but then you start coming down, you start getting a little bit sleepy. I'm like, all right, well, where's the alpha brain at? Or, uh, you know, where, like, where's the next five hour energy I'm going to pop here? And uh, finally get to the Airbnb. Of, uh, thank God I got one more whiskey in me before we, you know. <laughs> dude, what about our Uber from the hotel? So we asked the dude to make a pit stop so we could stock up on alcohol and shit. And our Uber driver was telling us the most outrageous strategies on how to find hookers. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> and it was like at the right away he was telling me this stuff, and I'm like. Okay, he's just playing the bit because they're close to Vegas. No, this guy is regularly hooking. United States Marine vet, too. So yep. I, we thanked him for his service. We did. And then he was telling us stories about he had his second grade teacher friend that got caught hooking in Vegas. <laughs> nice. I don't know. I don't she was know. out there trying to make some extra money because teachers don't get paid shit. And she got busted for being a hooker. People just live a different lifestyle down there. And it was so in, a, a unprompted. He's just like, all right, so you guys, if you guys are going to Vegas, prostitution is not legal there, but it's legal everywhere around Vegas. So just be in Nevada, but not in Vegas. And if you're in Vegas and you do decide to roll the dice, this is how you got to do it. You got to make sure you don't come back down to the hotel lobby because the cops are probably waiting for you. And it's like, Jesus, fuck, dude. They probably got air tags on, all, on these. <laughs> all we did was ask you, like, <laughs> what club should we go to? What yeah. bar should we hit? Well, naturally, like a bachelor party, a bunch of guys. I don't know. We're all wearing yeah. fucking wedding rings. Um, <laughs> like, he, he probably just assumed like, oh, these guys are looking to have a good mm -hmm. time. It's like, well, we're just looking to have some beers with with each other and, and send miles off in the best fashion that we can. Yeah. We're not down here to spend money on prostitutes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, here to spend money on first class upgrades. Yes, sir. All right. He was trying uh, to give you some advice, you know, have a great weekend. He's just trying to be a good guy. I'm just trying to golf, man, and drink. <laughs> I'm not trying to ruin my marriage in Nevada, not Vegas, because it's not yeah, actually yep, legal in Vegas, Vegas, just so nope. you know. No, they're working on Arizona, though. We also learned that. Yep. Yeah, he did tell us they're trying to legalize <laughs> it in AZ, but sex trafficking, not good in Arizona. No, just nope. in general, because uh, it's close to the border. Yep. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, an absolute wild ride. Uh, just getting there, getting to our Airbnb, and immediately set the tone for the weekend. We're like, yeah. oh my god! Yeah, and then of course we wake up Friday. We got around to eighteen at uh, I'll say it, Arizona Grand. Mm -hmm. um, it's probably the only like, I mean, the only nice thing I'm gonna say about them is it was it was a beautiful day out. It was a I, beautiful day above Arizona Grand. It's probably the only good thing I can say about it. I will say really. another one other good thing. I really did like the course layout a lot and i'll say another nice thing i really liked the back nine was way cooler than the front nine agreed so if you're there for agreed. nine ask if you can start on 10 mm -hmm. which we'll get to starting on number 10 here in a second yeah but it'll take us three and a half hours to get to that point so we tee off and it's me tyler and miles's brother we're all playing scramble we have three group groups of three um scramble fashion now when we booked the tea time, we had nine guys, so it's tough because you, two groups of eight is ideal, right? But you have one extra guy. They don't do five sums in uh, in like February, March because it's like prime golf season, spring training, grass is really good, and it's you know dead of winter. So we get paired up with singles, and this whole time we're like, I mean, you guys know how we feel about singles. Um, we don't <laughs> every, mind that every group got paired with a single. Yes, and we we don't mind singles if they're cool people. Now. This lady walks up to our group, introduces herself. Her name's Katrina. And we could not have hit the lottery any bigger angel with the fourth, the solo that we got paired with. Uh, this lady was a grand, a six time Grand Slam runner up. Okay, so tennis. tennis, tennis. She's a tennis legend. Yeah, not, what? not that she almost hit six Grand Slams. Correct. <laughs> yeah, she did go to IHOP and, and yeah. almost finished six Grand Slams. Six-time Grand Slam runner-up, has won a boatload of money playing tennis, is the former president of the United States Tennis Association, um, also works uh, when she was with the USTA. Rolex was a main sponsor of theirs. Rolex is also a main sponsor. Oh, you also of forgot, not just the United States Tennis Association. She was the head of the International Tennis Federation for years. The ITF mm -hmm. as an acronym. Um, so I saw a master's hat just dangling from her from her bag. So I'm like, hey, we call her cat. You know, we were on a nickname we're basis at that point. Friends. This was whole yep. two and we were mm -hmm. already on nickname basis. Um, I asked her, I'm like, cat, you ever been in the masters? And she's like, well, it's funny you say that. I went in 2019 when Tiger had won the Masters. However, I didn't get to stay Sunday, but I was there from Tuesday to Saturday. And we're like, okay, we'll fuck, start talking Masters. And then she also told us that she had been invited for five years straight. The first four years, she always had another conflict in the way 
So for four years straight, she got a master's invitation, but never got to go. Then got to go in 19 when Tiger won. And it was like, the series of events could not have worked out any better for her. The one time she gets to go, she goes to see Tiger. Well, do you remember why she said she was able to go that year? It's because she retired with the United States Tennis Association. Oh. And she's like, hey, I know you guys invited me for four years while I was working for this. I was really hoping you would honor it this year because I'm, I'm out of that now, but I'd love to go. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And now she's going back again this year. Now Jesus. she's going back again this year. Uh, also, she is the, the main host of the Tennis Channel and has a re regular a reoccurring show on CBS Sports. Jeez. And so, she was just know. chill as fuck. And she was striping fairways. I mean, she wasn't even playing reds. She was playing whites. And she was absolutely striping fairways. There was one hole that she she had topped two drives right off the tee. And I'm like, I'm like, you need a beer. Bad. So <laughs> I bought beers when uh, on that same hole. Bevcar came. And then, of course, she starts hitting phenomenal shots mm -hmm. again. Oh, you just start sipping on one beer and the game just completely changes. Ryan, did you coach a six-time Grand Slam runner-up in golf this weekend? The way I coached her was buying her a beer. I knew it would help right away. <laughs> and she's worth millions of dollars. And Ryan's like, yeah. hey, you want a dosa keys? <laughs> now, uh, on top of all this, we were very lucky that we got paired with a great single because this round, this round <laughs> of 18 holes took us a heavy five and a half hours. It was closer Jesus. to six. It was closer to six, and luckily we were the first group out. Yeah. So the last I, group, they, so the last group, the, th the third group, it was back to back to back tea times. The third group was on the tea box with us, like, you know, just kind of sending us off. Yeah, heckling drives. us, you yeah. know. So yep. they were out there for six hours. We were lucky enough to be the first group to go out for five and a half, but imagine if we would have been paired with a dog shit single. <laughs> Someone oh. that we, we couldn't even stand for five and a half hours. Luckily, Ryan and I were in the car together, so we wouldn't mm -hmm. have been paired with said shitty single yeah. and, and Chase would have, but we, we weren't. So we were good. And she was great anyway. Um, but man, five and a half hours just for us. And that was from first shots to last shot. And then it was sit and wait for the other group. Mm -hmm. And we were just baking in the sun. We were drinking a lot. Ryan and I had to like find the most creative places to pee. Because you'd sit there and all you can do when you wait for the group in front of you is, is drink. drink. And so we were sucking down beers left <laughs> and right and try and the bathrooms, the one time the bathrooms were being clean, so we couldn't go in there. We were one time we like snuck off into a random parking lot through a fence just so we could find a place to piss. People will come up with the most creative spots to piss when the time is absolutely necessary. Yes. Yeah, you'll never see more no. creative thinking than when a golfer's got to pee really bad. They're like, finally, yep. they're scoping out the mm -hmm. area. There's tree here, tree here. This group maybe can see me. This group maybe can see me. And then it's it's like they're on a recon mission just to urinate. Actually, <laughs> it, it literally the, is. The 360 degree rule applies great to having to piss <laughs> on the golf course. So it's just like you find a you find a ball in the fairway or a ball in the rough, and you're like, mm -hmm. whose is this? Yep. You take a quick 360. If you can't see any other groups, odds are you can probably take that ball. Uh, same thing with having to piss on the golf course. You make a quick 360. Um, you also make sure like no one else in the group is like kind of aware that you're doing this. So maybe you let the cart in front of you go off and stay back a little bit and say, hey, you know, had to tie my shoe. Going to be about 30 seconds after you. Go find a place uh, next to a tree. And I mean, there's houses all over the place too. So it's yeah. like you don't know who's who's peeking through the window, right? So I feel like the creative juices flow the most when you're in dire need of taking a piss on the course. Right, like I'll never think creatively about a shot. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like I'm going to try and hit this straight is my creative thinking when it comes to a shot. But when I have to pee on the course, especially when paired with a random, especially when the random mm. is of the opposite gender, all of a sudden, I am Picasso of the piss. Yeah. Like, where am I going to do this and how am I going to do it discreetly? So not only does the rest of the course not see me, but this other person in my group doesn't see me. Go full army mode. You're just like, oh, here, here we go. Not spotted. Yeah. Yep. And the amount of variables that you have to take oh. into consideration. The people you're playing, and we're golfing with single, right, too? So yep. I'm like, I don't, like, she doesn't need to watch me piss. <laughs> right. So the person you're playing with, the car is driving by, 
the other groups on the course, also the houses that are hugging the fairways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy mission. No. Now, if we could just take that brain space and apply it to the next shot we're taking, <laughs> swing. We might be pretty fucking good golfers. Yeah, one day maybe we just we just gotta we gotta somehow train our bodies to feel like the shot depends on the piss. Fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And it's like you get to a certain point where you tell yourself, I cannot hold this anymore. I don't care who sees me. I don't care if it's right next to the cart and there's a house over on my on my open side. I have to go. Because there's not porta potties all over the place. There's like there was one on like six, twelve, and seventeen. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we've been we've been playing for five and a half hours. The odds are Which I'm probably the- going to piss at least once an hour. Yeah, like that's like an okay pacing for or an okay spacing for bathrooms yeah. on a round that takes four hours and not five and a half six. And we were scram. I think like you know, you look at, we, we were playing a scramble, so we were probably playing a little bit quicker, but I, that wouldn't even mattered. Yeah. It wouldn't have even mattered. Nope. So the pace of play was, uh, it was absolute dog shit, to put it that <laughs> way. Now, we're talking singles, right? We got paired up with a great single, and I think it's only fitting because she was a star tennis player in singles. Um, the other nice groups, <laughs> you like how I worked that? Yeah, that was I did. Good. That was a good The one. other groups, um, a, a random solo in the second group, uh, from what I heard, he was a great guy, just great good, person to golf. Good with. guy from Boston. And then again in the third group, how how did how did we luck out with this one? Uh, if you guys are familiar with MLB, you know who Russell Martin is. Russell Martin was uh, probably he's probably a, a catcher in the MLB for 15 years. 16, Google them. 16 Dodgers, Blue Jays, couple other teams maybe. Uh, drafted yeah. by the Expos. Yeah. Most, yeah, me and Tyler were talking yesterday. The last two professional athletes active in the like in professional sports by the Expos were him and Tom Brady. That's wild. Yeah, what? that's yep. wild. So Russell Martin joins Miles' group of three, <laughs> and they didn't at know Arizona it. Grand of all the courses that he could have been playing, he chooses this one, and he gets paired up with the third group at our bachelor party. And is an absolute stick. Like I'm talking, and this is just hearsay. This is what I'm. This is what they're telling me. He would just call out what he was going to do with a shot, and he would hit it. And you could tell he. I couldn't tell because I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. What I heard though is, like he brought back some of that fire that he. I'm sure he had in the in the, in the game of baseball, where. Um, like even the pace of play was fucking pissing him off. The people in front of him were pissing him off. Um, <laughs> the people right, in front of him was our buddies. Yeah, yeah right, right, rightfully or man, people behind. I don't know. Um, but it was kind of cool to see like him, and I didn't see it because I wasn't there. Uh, it was cool to hear about him being competitive in another sport once the game of baseball is over. I mean, this guy's worth tens and tens of millions of dollars. Um, so. From a solo perspective, getting paired with solos, we hit the absolute fucking jackpot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, we we buried the best part of the whole thing: how well we played. <laughs> this is the first round on grass we played with the new sticks. Mm-hmm. Gonna gonna keep blue balling you. I'm for, sorry. You know, for a I'm bit. sorry. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you soon. We'll tell you soon. Um, the new sticks. Oof. The first round on grass is always always a little bit sketchy. Mm-hmm. But the driver has never felt better in my hand. Uh, yeah. The yeah. driving iron, the one hole I hit a driving iron on. Smoked it. 265 center fairway. Mm-hmm. We had a little uh, about 74 yard chip into the green. Dude, our, our, first, our first hole. You bomb a drive. Chase bombs a drive. And I'm like, well, fuck, I, what am I going to do here? I'm not the drive guy. <laughs> Bomb a drive. Bomb a drive. We wow. were all, we were like, we wow. are ready to fucking go. We've got Kat here watching us. We're like, yep. she, like she thinks we're pretty good. <laughs> and then we pulled the most bachelor party shit of all time. Just three dudes with massive drives and we all fucked the chip up bad. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I didn't know the ball could fly off these wedges like it does. <laughs> Ryan sends it. Over the green. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, what are we, 84 out? If that. If that. Actually, I think we were 54 out. Yeah, and you hit it 84. I hit it 84. Jesus. And then I sent it off the toe perpendicular from my body. And <laughs> Chase at least gets us on the green, but we've got a, 
a 15, 20 foot putt and then we miss it and we par. I'll tell you, the, I'll tell you what happened. The simulator boys finally got on some uneven lie. Yeah, yeah. It was first shot, yeah it was a challenge. It definitely was, but you know, new sticks. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. but hey, and we can still use it when we play bad. We can use the excuse new sticks. Yeah. I mean, actually through six holes, we were, I think maybe one under, but Cat was tied with us. Yeah, she was, she was, she was by her herself. Ball. We're like, I'm glad we're not playing against you, and I'm glad we're not playing for. I kind of wish she would have joined our team. Would have been yeah, great. Would have uh, been great to take a couple of her shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we uh, we played pretty dang good. We didn't fall apart. We stayed consistent the whole time. We had a lot of hero shots where two people would fuck up, and the third guy would yep. save it. Yep. Um, so great scramble golf. We what did we end up two or three under? I think we're. Uh, I think we're two under. Which doesn't sound great for a scramble, right? Mm. But when you we won by three strokes. Oh so. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Dialed. Also, first round with clubs, first round with playing out in grass and how long. Yeah. So yeah, and yep. and five and a half hour round. It's yeah. so easy. I mean, it's hard oh. enough to stay focused for eighteen holes, let oh, alone five and a half hours later. Mm-hmm. Having to sit and wait between all your shots just gets your mind fucked. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's um, just no rhythm. Mm-hmm. So why was it so long? Just the so we actually ahead of time we knew. I read the Google reviews, and this course had oh, great God. reviews, except for the the negative comments were all about the pace of play and the marshal not doing shit about it. <laughs> and we kind of just wrote it off, yep. and it turned out to be extremely accurate. It was very true. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Friday round was good. Uh, we went right from there to the steakhouse, went out that night. Friday was a dandy. Wake up Saturday. I mean, boys are down bad. Bad. Uh, 3 a.m. <laughs> 4 a.m. our time. Yep. Yeah. Got up at 8, 9 o'clock. Had another round of 18 at uh, what we like to call now our home course. Our, yeah, our home course in Arizona. Yeah, we talking AG? We're mm. talking uh, Arizona Grand? Yeah. Absolutely not. No. no. <laughs> home course being Continental Golf Course. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you've ever played Continental Golf Course, it's a par 3, par 4 hybrids, par 60 overall. Um, super fun little track. Greens were in great condition. And uh, we played three-man best ball this time. Okay. So... No randoms. No randoms at Continental. Ooh. No randoms. The only downfall was they didn't sell... They, they weren't selling liquor on the Bev cart. They're like, you're going to have to get that in the clubhouse. So at the turn, we went into the clubhouse and they weren't selling liquor. They said, you can't bring liquor <laughs> on the course. I'm like, the fuck's going on here? So you're drinking beers only or... Uh, yes, I was drinking beers. Okay. I'm like, was this first class again? Am I getting cut off? What's going on? Right, you just have like a cut offable face. Like, Apparently, they just look at you like he doesn't yeah. need it anymore. He's hammered. Apparently, um, so we're golfing 18 at Continental, new home course, and we roll up to what I believe is hole seven. And my life, my life has changed since hole seven of Continental Golf Course. Golfing with Miles' brother again, who hasn't played. He hasn't. He's hit in the simulator one time in the last five months. He hasn't played other than that. Uh, we're at a buck thirty, par three, and this is. I believe this is. This counts because it's a par three, par four hybrid. It's not just a par three course. Mm-hmm. So this counts. Buck thirty out, nine iron. <laughs> hits a little baby draw front of the green. Bounces once, kicks right. Bounces again. Rolls to the hole. And fucking goes in for a hole in one. Uh-uh. <laughs> now we talk a lot about trying to take a piss on the course. This this uh-huh. course is not easy to take a piss. I'm trying to find a place to take a piss while this is happening. So, luckily, I internalized Ryan. This is not the hole to do it on because you can't find a good spot. Mm-hmm. So, pull the pants. I mean, my pants weren't down, but like I, I readjusted real quick. Right after he hit it. I turn around, I say, oh, sounded good. And I'm watching the hole because there's a tree over top of me. I see, and I saw everything from there on out. I saw it bounce. I saw it bounce again. I saw it roll and I saw it drop in the hole. And I fucking lost my (laughs) shit. When we're not playing together on this round. So Ryan is two groups in front of me. So I'm on a tee box that is pretty close to this green, actually. And they just start hooting and hollering and, and freaking out. And then Miles is in a different group as well. Looks back, and says, yeah. I think I think Chase hit hole one, and we're like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> and we're all looking over there, and they're high fiving and shit. And we're like, "Holy shit, he did it!" I was fully expecting to take the sprint, hundred and thirty yards yeah. away yeah. to the hole, and we're like 
we're jumping and we're pushing Chase and we're all hugging. And he could not have been more casual about this thing. What? He didn't even want to run to the hole. And I'm like, I, like my <laughs> adrenaline had dropped so quick when I realized I'm like, he doesn't want to make the run. Well, and it's Chase is that's his personality. He's not an excitable guy. Yeah. Inside, I guarantee you he was jumping for joy, but outside he's like, all right. <laughs> now I got to get another one yeah. type of guy. Yeah. But like inside, you know he was mm-hmm. excited. What did he say when he pulled it out of the hole? Okay, okay. So, and I, I, I got a video from the, I, of course, we weren't filming the shot. Why would we be? Um, but I pulled my phone out right as we were starting to go to the hole. So I got the entire walk up. I got the ball in the hole, him picking it out. And he picks out the ball. He looks away with uh, like a uh, shit grin on his face and he goes, eagle. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, this is classic Chase. Yep. He's like, he's a comedian. He's a comedian at heart. He's not going to get overly excited about anything. But deep down on his older brother's bachelor party, (laughs) he steals the entire show by hitting a hole in one after... Oh, also, Chase doesn't drink, and he was completely sober. We were all down bad that day, <laughs> so it was it was only it was only fitting that he was the one to hit the hole in one. If anyone was going to do it that day, it was him. Yeah, yeah. stole the entire show, and uh, that was the running bit for the rest of the weekend. It's like Miles, how do you feel that your bachelor party is just going to be remembered for Chase's hole in one for the rest of your life? Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but I can now say, I've. I've been a part of a group and I've seen a hole in one. That is pretty mm-hmm. sweet. And it is, I'm telling you guys, it is fucking amazing. I'm sure. I mean, it'd be probably cooler if you got one yourself. It would, but also <laughs> check that off the list. Yep. I got to see it happen. And yep. it didn't, you know, like seeing someone chip in from 50 yards is really sweet. But when you when you sink one from 130 yards out, it is an unbelievable feeling. Yeah. You know what I was doing during all this? I was, on a, three. I was on a gimmick <laughs> hole. <laughs> Close. Uh, I was on a gimmick hole where you'd pay $10 and they'd donate to charity, but you got to shoot a golf ball out of a potato gun and try to get closest to the pin. Did you win closest to the pin? No, I think uh, they never called me, but I was okay. I Ooh. was closest after my shot. So I'm sitting here with a fucking potato <laughs> gun when they all start hooting and hollering, and I like whip over. And he's like, whoa, whoa, watch where you're pointing. I'm like, it's not a real gun. It's fine. Because golf ball's flying all I mean, over the place. You, yeah, you could take somebody's head off with that, though. You could take someone's head off with a regular club hitting a ball. That is true. That is very true. Yeah. So does he have the ball somewhere right now? Yeah, he has the ball. Yeah. He, uh, he And he was going to play with the ball the next hole. I'm like, like, what are you doing? Not. <laughs> I'll take that from you and I'll put it in my bag so you don't even think about using it. Yeah. The ball's hot. You got to keep playing with it. Why not? Well, and that, and that's, that was his thought process. When he like, was so nonchalant about it. So I was at that hole and there was a staff member there doing the charity thing. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, cool. Good for him. Have him tell the clubhouse. They'll get him a plaque. They'll put him up on the wall. Yada, yada, yada. He didn't tell anyone. <laughs> He didn't go to the clubhouse and, and sign up for it. I mean, like, I, I think he just didn't want to buy the course yeah. around. No. Um, but I would have for sure got my plaque. Mm-hmm. I would. I probably would have. I probably just would have framed the club, too. Honestly. Yeah. I would probably not use that club for a long time. Like the only circumstance now is like it's new clubs. So, yeah, I might keep using it. But yeah, I'm probably in the same boat. Yeah. So. To wrap up a, the AZ trip, it was it was phenomenal trip. Got two rounds of golf in on actual grass. Now we're back in the oh, simulator. I do have to tell you my score from the par three course. Oh, par three, par four, par hybrid. 60. Par three, par four, hybrid. I played quite possibly the worst round of golf I've ever played in my life. I got a 96 on a par 60. You're 36 Holy over through 18. You're play, you're, yeah. Quite literally double bogey golf. And it wasn't. It wasn't, I was, I wasn't hitting my tee shots great, but I wasn't shanking shit left and right. Like I was just going left of every green, like to where I should yeah. be able to go up and down for a couple pars. And I just, my wedges, I don't know if I was just a dizzy standing over the ball with my wedges <laughs> still, but I was like a little kid. It was either coming off the toe and rolling six feet from my body, or I was, there was a couple holes where I literally chipped over the green, chipped back over the green. And then finally got on, but at a 30-foot putt. It was unreal. How demoralizing when you chip over <laughs> twice and then you have a 30-footer. Yeah. Just to save mm-hmm. like bogey. Well, and then eventually, I think it was after hole 10, I just put my wedges away and I putted everything. It did not matter how far from the green I was. <laughs> I putted everything. 
Uh, can we talk about hole number 18 real quick, <laughs> yeah. uh, real quick before we get into the break? Um, so number 18 is a, it's a par four. It's a heavy dog, like right at about, uh, 220, 230 probably. Yep. And there's, it's all water on the right-hand side. However, you can cut it. Uh, it's, I want to say it's like three, it's probably 310 to the green. If you went right at the green, it's probably a 300 yard carry. Now, if you go a little bit to the left, it's like a 280 carry. Mm-hmm. And we're like, and we got all three groups together playing number 18. There's no one in front of us, no one behind us. So we're like, we're going to play this whole together. So uh, Miles' brother-in-law, he cuts the corner. He cuts it at 260 and makes it over. Everyone's just jazzed up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, me being me, I yep. can't just <laughs> fucking lay up on this hole. So I'm going for the 280 cut. And Again, I've only hit a handful of drives with this new driver. I've never hit a drive as good as this one with this driver. <laughs> in general, I would say. Cut it 280. It flew probably 290. And I had about 15 yards into the pin. Classic chip up, two putt mm-hmm. for par. It didn't even matter at that point. No. But what was even better was Tyler rolls up after me. <laughs> and he has driver in hand. I'm like, I'm like, you're going for it? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and I was like, I got nothing to lose. I'm mm-hmm. plus 36 <laughs> right now. This is the best time to do it. So take it over, Tyler. Let's hear about this. Well, everyone's giving me shit. They're like, you're going for it. I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking grunt if I have to. <laughs> and so I line up to the ball, just aim dead straight at the T or at the at the pin and swung my dick off, let out a huge grunt. And I cleared it. I was about three yards behind Ryan's ball. So yep. it didn't go as far as Ryan's, but. From there out, I, you say about 15 from the green? About 15. You were probably 20 yards. Yeah, so I was probably 20 yards from the green, putter in hand. (laughs) Left it short. Left Left, it short. Didn't even make it to the green. Left it short. It's on the fringe. Uh, And then next putt, get it really close off the fringe and then tap in for par. So. And rolling into the break, we'll leave you with this. That shot right there is exactly what brings a double bogey golfer back to the course the next day. Yeah, I honestly, I forgot how bad I played after that shot. It didn't even matter nope. because you hit a 290-yard carry of a drive. Yep. And then three-putted. And then Well, three- technically, I only one-putted because my first putt got me onto the fringe. My and second putt was putt. off the fringe to right next to the pin, and then I tapped in for par. So it was a one-putt. We actually <laughs> played three-putt poker. I was putting well. I had the most cards. Naturally. <laughs> Even though I was thir- I was 36 strokes over par, I had the most one putts in the entire group. Yeah, three three chip poker, your hand would have been absolutely empty. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. See you in a bit. Ryan, I went to Arizona with 12 T-Birds ready to fucking fire. I mean, that, that's not... that. What I'm looking for is how many do you come back with? I came back with zero T-Birds ready to fire. (laughs) Why does that not matter? Uh, So it doesn't matter because they're the most affordable golf ball in the game. And absolutely was not the ball's fault. I played so shitty the second day. I actually left the first day. I only lost three balls the first day. Hell yeah. One of them, Mm -hmm. uh, you're welcome, Random House in Arizona, because I just gave you a T-Bird. I know it hit your... Great branding. I know Mm -hmm. it hit your roof first. But that T-Bird is now yours to keep. So you're welcome. Um, and I also think there might have been a few other T-Birds donated to people's yards this weekend. Um, but you know what? That one's just on us. Try it out. And then you can just go use the promo code DoubleBogey20 to get them for even cheaper. And Ryan, hold on. You start talking. I have an update on this discount. Okay. It is sweet. You just Beautiful. keep talking. Well, I mean, you touched on the boss, Tyler. I also want to touch on the poor caddy. Uh, we used the poor caddy in last week's ad read. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about the only time I'll take a fireball shot at noon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's coming out of that, baby. <laughs> I think that's like um, 10 a.m. <laughs> if you've ever had dreams about becoming a bartender, boom, done. Get yourself a poor caddy. It's got the nice little flip-up uh, nozzle. nozzle. Yep. Yeah nozzle nipple whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it and man does that booze 
flow out of there nicely. And I'll say this right now. Um, you can flip it around and do all the cool bartender tricks. That is correct. Because uh-huh. you can flip the mm-hmm. nozzle down, you don't got to worry mm-hmm. about spilling everywhere either. That is correct. You can pretend like you're doing it with real skill, but really it's just, it's safe. It's just close. Yeah. Yeah, you just got a lid on the thing. So yeah, we have no skill in the golf course, but we do have skill in the bartending industry mm-hmm. uh, because of the poor caddy. So we're like back nine bartenders with the poor caddy. There Whoa. we go. Whoa. B9 right. B tenders. I have the update for you folks. Um, I had our contact at Union Green run the numbers for us. Ryan and I were saying that with our promo code, it's $16 per dozen, right? That is correct if you're just buying two dozen. But if you are using their deal, the buy three, get one dozen free, they get a 20% code. And then on top of that, sir, sir, let me start over. Okay. With the sale, it is buy three, get one free, making each dozen just $15, right? That's without the promo code. Mm -hmm. Now you throw the promo code on top of that deal that's already on Union Green's website, promo code double bogey 20. Each dozen of balls ends up being $11.99. Holy shit. What? (laughs) So for... You can't even buy like... (laughs) Like $44, you're rocking four dozen balls. I'm not... And I'm not comparing top flights to Union Green balls at all. But you can't even buy a dozen top flights for that cheap. No. And when I say cheap, I don't mean in quality. I mean in price. Because, again, we played with these the entire weekend. We lost them all, but only because of our own fault. Mm -hmm. Uh, These things are legit. I don't want to say it. I don't even know if this is true, but it might be. Probably made in a big time, like maybe the the big time golf ball manufacturer. Um, That's me saying that. Mm -hmm. Not that, even a dollar a ball. Dude, not think, even a buck a ball. Think about what? that. So I lost a dozen T-Birds. A dozen of them are gone. Mm-hmm. If I lost a dozen of any of the major brands' balls, that's just 45 bucks gone out of my pocket. You might have to that's sell your minimum. clubs just to like pay yeah, rent min- that much. Minimum. They're all like uh, 60 bucks now. Yeah. So not only did I not feel bad about smacking that person's roof with my T-Bird, I didn't feel bad because it didn't hurt my pocket. Mm-hmm. And I feel really good it's about free. that. That actually shines great light on that deal itself because we've been pushing that deal now for a few weeks and I didn't even realize that it was that low of a price. Right. Well, then us and numbers don't mix well. So I'm really glad that Union Green punt, crunched the numbers for us mm-hmm. and let us know because $11.99 per box is unfucking beatable for the quality of the ball. Yeah. And, I'm not, and you, I made the pro- promise to tell you if I like a product or not. And I really do like these balls. I did play. I played with them the entire first round and not the entire second round because <laughs> I ran out. But I would have if I had saved them. Yeah. Enough. Quality ball. Great price. Good looking ball too. Mm-hmm. UnionGreen.com. Go check out the golf ball deal. Use twenty. Use double bogey twenty at checkout. Um, the deal is on the T birds. Also, pick yourself up a poor caddy. Uh, it's just like having your morning coffee. The marshal's not even going to sniff the fireball inside <laughs> of that thing. And if you're waiting for six and a half hours, you're going to need some shots. So correct. Mm-hmm. UnionGreen.com. Double bogey twenty. Go check them out, guys. Yep. All right, we're back into it. Yep. Tyler, we've gone through many phases of of we've gone through many phases of golf. We've gone through many phases of life. Uh, we were talking the other day about uh, how your perception changes from over the years in the game of golf. Now, I'll start by saying, like, I feel like there's not a lot of people who start playing golf casually before the age of 20. Trevor can attest that you're 22. Yep. And you didn't, I guarantee you didn't play like you are playing now when you were 18, 19. Nope. I finally picked them up and started playing actually like when I was 19 or 20 just because of COVID. So, yeah. So you were just mm. basically getting started. Yep. Now, when you think about 20 to 30 year olds playing golf, which we're right in that demographic, mm-hmm. the perception of it is like, all right. Who's bringing the booze and how many <laughs> fucking holes are we playing today? And also, what are we doing afterwards? Yep. Because this is like ha- this is at least a half of half a day type of excursion that we're going mm-hmm. on. This isn't mm-hmm. like, you know, go play a quick round of 18 in the morning and then off to work, blah, blah, blah. No, this is like Saturday morning. Like, boys, do not plan anything until 2 p.m. today because well, it's going an out. event. Like, correct. Like mm-hmm. you are scheduling yep. things around it. 
And I think it like we are in the transition to the next decade. I feel like 10 years, a decade is a good number for each transition. And we're yeah. already starting into our transition to the 30 to 40, which I think when it's 30 to 40, it becomes that this is like, I hone in now. I'm, I'm, I'm serious about this. Now. Yeah. You've been playing golf for five, six, seven years. It's like, okay, we had our fun in our twenties. Now let's like, let's try and maybe get a little decent at yeah. this game. Like I've, I've been pretty shitty for four years and I'm, I'm starting to like want to get better all of a sudden. <laughs> which which that thought never I guarantee that thought never well I know it didn't because you've been very blatant about it the first 60 episodes of this podcast I couldn't give in a flying fuck if I lost 12 T-Birds or not and now it's like I don't care on the money aspect of it but I care in the pride aspect mm-hmm. that I lost 12 balls correct it's not ideal you don't even remember your score from that day you just remember how many balls you lost mm-hmm. so 20 to 30 is like boys this is an event let's go drink a lot and let's just swing the clubs around now 30 to 40 it's different i feel like you're still going out to like it's more of a mini event like a mini major if you will Mm -hmm. um but you're on top of that you're also trying to get better at the game yeah without a doubt that's when you start you're like these guys at this point maybe they're trying to shape shots like you already know your distances at this point i'm trying to Uh shape shots right you're on that transition you're almost Mm -hmm. 30 yeah so you're you're starting to like work into it. Ryan is starting to try and shape shots. He is, we're both obsessed with backspin. Oh my God. I can't can't (laughs) fucking do it, but it's sick. It's Uh, We were talking, it doesn't matter how shitty of a shot you hit. If there's backspin on it, it's instantly cool. I agree. I agree. It doesn't matter where that ball's going. I mean, obviously it needs to go on, probably go on the green to get backspin. But if you you hit one 30 yards over and it's a large green and that thing spins back five yards. Mm -hmm. Right. Like like, I might need a new pair of shorts (laughs) after that one. You could have a front pin, right? Mm -hmm. And a long, long green. So it's like 30 yards past, like Ryan said, (laughs) and it just spins back four feet and you're fucking high five. And still got a 20 yard putt. You see all that backspin, dude? Like, yeah, I'm about to three putt for bogeys. The backspin doesn't even matter. You just learned something that you've never been able to do before. Mm -hmm. And okay, now how can I replicate that? Uh, I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure. (laughs) I'm not either. But I feel like that's that's the that's the change in in the years over time the change in decade of like all right well now that you're trying to start getting you're trying to start getting good at golf 40 to 50 is like well you know my friends they have kids like all their kids are old older they're going to sporting events they're probably starting to golf with their kids yep. which i feel like is part of this uh-huh. aspect where mm-hmm. your kids are old enough now to where you can you can start golfing with them and you're probably not going to get fucked up on the course mm-hmm. with your kid in the cart with next to you <laughs> that's for the next decade that's yep. for the next decade yep. once, yeah, they're, yeah. once they're doing their own thing but now it's like, okay, I've been able to hit these sweet shots. Like, how do I replicate these? And now it's like, after 20 years, the muscle memories, like you're trying to replicate that time after time after time, because now the game is more of like, all right, me and my buddies are out here to play. We're out here to, to keep accurate scores, may not even take a breakfast ball. Um, and now is when we like really start honing in on the game, backspin up the ass, things are going good. <laughs> Yeah. And then like, that's where you are at the, also at the same point, like genuinely curious what your handicap is. Mm-hmm. Like you're, yeah. you're no longer like us and just guessing. You probably you, actually you sign know. up for a legitimate like handicap service. Right. So you are, you're calculating that in, uh, your scrambles are now no longer about playing with your friends. It's about recruiting the best team, which I will make a solemn vow right now to never do that. I just want to play with my friends and scrambles. It's way more fun. Agreed. And you can't beat team chemistry. You can have a shitty golfer hit an amazing shot because of team chemistry. And if you have a really good golfer that just sucks the energy out of the group, no bueno. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, what are we on now? 40 to 50? Well, 40 to 50 is when yeah. you like you start replicating the backspin. Mm-hmm. You're actually going out um, and, and you're trying to like take your game to the next level, if you will. You're trying to... Because I feel like you still have the mobility and the strength to like hit hit a far golf shot or or stick a green it's not like the half back swing which would probably be the next decade when things start slowing down just a little bit this is like these last 10 years 40 to 50 is like 
could potentially be the peak of your career. Mm -hmm. See, I was going to say that 40 to 50 is when you start getting into that coast. You're like, I don't need to make a lot of changes. My kids are golfing now. So I am mm -hmm. just here, here for the game again. And you start, this is the transition into the halfback swing. Like you're not changing much. Like I'm thinking of my dad because my dad is 46 or something. Yeah. He is just perfectly fine with his swing. He's not going to make any more adjustments. We golf mm -hmm. together now. And I think what's going through people's head right now, they're not even listening to what you're saying. They're thinking about the fact of your dad is 46. Yeah, wow. what? I'm a, I'm a high school baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It was like, wait, did he just say 40? Did he mean 56? No. No, he's no, not. He's 18 years older than me. Which is wild. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I got a good grip on what his golf game is at the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and he's, he's starting to get into that old. He's getting close to just. He still swings his fucking ass off, but he doesn't really care like about the technique of it all anymore. Yeah. Now he's just trying to play golf. So he's super competitive. So he does care about winning, but he's getting into that mode where he's not going to be changing anything. Yep. He's uh, he, he's he, old man. Golf is right around the corner. Play with him. what you got. If you got a slice, just play with it. You're not going to fix it now. Yep. You're probably, yes, out, you're probably out of the market to yep. get new clubs at that point. Uh -huh. You got the clubs you're going to stick with. You got the clubs you're probably going to give your kid once they're yep. old enough to like get a decent set. He is. He has the most unbelievable loft on all of his clubs and just refuses to even attempt fixing it, which I understand completely, mm. like, why. But, like, he'll hit a five iron that looks like he hit his gap wedge. Jesus. It's crazy. Yeah, he's a, he's, probably, he's a big hunter. He's got other passions in life. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is so funny how he gets his yardages. He doesn't use... His phone, he doesn't use a range finder like a hunter would in your head. <laughs> just scopes in. Well, range finder uses a little handheld thing. It, range finder no, no. for hunting are the yeah. exact same for for golf ones, essentially. But what he'll do is he'll find the yardage marker in the fairway or whatever. And if it's behind him, he'll look back at it and be like, yeah, that's about a 18-yard bow and arrow shot. Like that's how I would, I, like that. I would use my eight. I would use my 20 yard pin on that shot. I like that. And then it'd be like, all right. So that means I got 20 plus whatever that thing said. So uh -huh. if it's the hundred yard marker and knows he's 20 yards in front of me, he's like, all right, I got an 80 yard shot. Or, I like that. Or he'll look at the green and be like, hmm, I would use my 50 yard pin and I'd aim a little high. So it's probably 55. Yep. I like <laughs> so that a lot. He just uses bow Jesus. hunting to get yardages. And he's usually pretty fucking close because I have my phone with mm -hmm. the yardage up. Are bow hunters like potentially the greatest yardage calculators you can find? I mean, I wouldn't say no. I haven't shot enough bow. I I I do bow hunt, but I haven't shot enough bow to really have that ingrained in my head yet. But it makes complete sense. If you shoot a target enough at 10 to 20 yards, which is like that's the warm-up shot, it's the honey mm -hmm. hole right there. If you get a 20-yard bow shot, fucking kill zone, right? Yep. Um, if you do that enough, yes, you can absolutely tell. The distance in front of the marker, you can tell the slope of things because if it, you know if you're shooting down, you got to aim, you got to aim low for elevation on it. It's this whole thing. But why spend money on a three hundred dollars rangefinder when you could actually just spend money on a thousand dollar bow and <laughs> just get used to your and, and get used to your distances and get more out of the bow than you would the rangefinder? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is an old man move. To I just agree. Not have any sort of range technology. And then sixty. I feel like sixty. Plus is right where it's like, this is the game I'm working with. Mm -hmm. These are the clubs I'm working with. That this point oh. is where you maybe you're golfing because your physical therapist said you got to warm up your new knee. Just yes. to get out of the house. Yeah. You got to yep. walk. You're walking yep. nine because if you don't, the hips hurt. <laughs> the mobility factor is no longer like it's no longer there. Yeah. You got you got the tiny little backswing. You are so fucking good at putting. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. all touch. And these guys, like, they have all the touch in the world. We're just all fucking squirrely on the greens because we're worried <laughs> where the bev cart's at. So we're going to three punt <laughs> 10, 10 feet out. Well, I think that they're also getting a little squirrely for the bev cart in their old age, too, because all the old dudes are hitting on them. Well, they, <laughs> that is very true. So it's like you're squirrely for the bev cart yeah. in stage one of golf and the final stage of golf. <laughs> well, and th this is the age, too, where. You, you start golfing probably with your kids more. You start golfing with your grandkids mm -hmm. and it no longer becomes uh, you and your score. It becomes like, hey, how can I introduce this person to the game and have them enjoy it as much mm -hmm. as I did? Yeah. And then grandpa's version of that is just beating me. Yeah. <laughs> trying to make me as competitive as possible. So I keep wanting to play. What I'm glad yeah. he's not 
letting you win. Oh, no, he never will. He'll never let me win. Which is I'll it, just beat him on my own. Exactly. You old son of a bitch. I know you're listening. <laughs> Coming for you this summer. This is the year. So I think just to kind of wrap things up, we're uh, we're in a good we're in a good spot right now, Ty. I think our golf games are really going to turn around coming up here. Um, oh yeah, I couldn't be le- less worried about my shitty ninety six on a par sixty. I genuinely couldn't be less worried about it. I mean, new sticks, uh, new for, sticks, first round on grass this year. I was so dangerously hungover. It was bad. I was actually like on the first tee over my ball and and like shaky. Like hold, withdrawals, yeah. <laughs> holding my fucking driver yeah. and it was just quivering. Yeah, but withdrawals. So, the hangover shakes thing. are terrible. Oh. Oh. I don't even want to think about that right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Um, yeah, so we're we're entering. Trevor, you're I mean, you're also in a good spot. Yep. Your golf game will start to evolve. Um, but ours is gonna evolve even better. I don't know so, about that. Why you say that? I mean, I think we're I'm still young enough to like I got the mindset where like I kind of want to get better right now because all my friends are like also have the same mindset, and I'm still young enough to be like active and like 23 gonna be 23 here soon. I'm peak form. Well, I mean, you just, con- birthday. you just contradicted the entire segment. That's fine. It's yeah, no, I know. Keep, keep going. Keep I going. mean, I'm gonna be. I mean, 23. You know, I'm still young. I'm not like I always get told 25 is where you start to like go down. You know, and like your physical. Uh, uh, lifestyle pretty accurate so, i would yeah. say that's pretty yeah. yeah 25 is where you start to go down so i'm <laughs> still in that young stage where i can still smoke a ball try to swing out of my shoes but still want to get better and i know that hey, um, i have a question for you yeah in all of your rounds of golf has your back ever hurt after um or your maybe hips. like once or twice my back has hurt how about your hips um, not usually, not my hips. I do have a bad knee, but my knee is just like whatever. But you'll you'll get there. The yeah. first thing to go on me is my hips. No, mine's the lower back. No, mine's my knees. I, I just got, got bad knees. I got good hips, so a lot of people. I, I don't say know that. if it's the shoes I'm wearing or what it is, but the first thing to go is the hips. The back no. is fine, unless I haven't swung for two months. Yeah. But uh, I feel it now. We start to feel <laughs> these these pains more and more as as we continue. But again, I think we learn to we learn to skirt past that. Yep. And uh, the game is going to start evolving here soon. Same for me. Trevor did sand ma- sandbag me on the simulator. The other no, day. I did. Oh, yeah. Do you, uh, oh you, my oh, god. Okay. Also, quick simulator league update because the finals was extremely underwhelming. Uh, Ryan and Miles, congratulations. They just kicked the living shit out of the team they played in the finals. I, I um, was checked out after about six holes. Yep. <laughs> um, Jake forfeited for third and fourth to us because he just decided not to play the round. So congrats to me for third. Yep. Tyler. Tyler. Good, easy win. Um, and all that aside, last week, Trevor comes in to do the podcast, but we had already done the Cold Cuts podcast. Miscommunication. Sorry about that. <gasps> Tyler. Um, but Trevor comes in. So Ryan's like, well, he's here. I might as well play with him. You two take it from here. Well, we start warming up on the range, and yeah. I'm absolutely striping the ball naturally because I have good range sessions, and I'm dog shit on the course. <laughs> and tra- I mean, Trevor was damn near missing the ball yep. because a lot, of, he, a lot of toes, a lot of toes. Like, like if if he was hitting, like he we hit right in the center of where Tyler and I are sitting. Mm-hmm. He was one of them hit the bag of golf clubs over here. Jesus, I did, I did shank was, one off the toe. It was bad. It was so far off the toe. And I'm like, okay, this is an easy dub. <laughs> um, and then we get on the course and he's just striping shots. And I'm doing the complete opposite. So I think I ended up losing by two strokes. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a good last hole and you didn't. So I, I mm-hmm. was down like four. I think I won. I lost yeah, by two. Because at one point, I, this, when I showed up, you hit one and it got stuck in a tree. On yep, the simulator. Yep, that was yep. the issue. That was the issue. I'd, rather, R- I'd rather re-hit, just re-hit that. And Ryan, you, you, it took you three shots to get out of the tree. One, it shouldn't have, just, it shouldn't have let you hit from the tree. Correct. Yeah, that was weird. And, like, I'm not talking, guys. <laughs> it's on the ground <laughs> it was, under a tree. It was 20 feet up in the fucking branches, and the simulator's like, gotta play where it lies, dude. <laughs> Ryan <laughs> climbs up there yeah, with the club. Seven iron, fucking smack it. Can it you imagine if we were doing that? most realistic simulator oh ever video God. and your ball gets stuck in a tree. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of fun. It, it would be would. hilarious. I'd have more control over where the ball is going. You'd mm-hmm. have had to like climb up on a ladder. We would have had to put a piece of turf down on the ladder and you'd yeah. have had to like uh-huh. use one of my kids clubs to <laughs> yeah. like mini Completely swing it. choke all the way down your seminar. Yep. Just, so yeah. that's why I lost is because the, tr- oh. the, the, uh, the uh, tree gate. He did win by two though. 
If it was like a one, so we would have tied. It would have, yep, we would have tied. Mm-hmm. Um, but hats off to you, Trevor. Thank I you. just I, I felt bad because you were here, and I just like more so let you win. Yeah, yeah. You just keep telling yourself that. So no, I'm with you though. He's a fucking sandbagger. You did not no. golf like someone that's never broken ninety before. I haven't. I'm, I'm I like, haven't. you've never broken ninety before, and you're beating me right now. You ask all my friends that play with me. I've never broken ninety. Yeah, because you're sandbagging. I don't sandbag. What? You're trying to sandbag so that when we inevitably let you into the golf league at the office, I give you a high handicap you're gonna and you run away that. with it. No, you're going to probably put that score there for my handicap. I am going to take this. Yours, I'm going to give you a zero handicap. Please don't. I, you're a zero. Can I get Congratulations. Like a four, five, Best golfer in the office. Okay, that's my title. <laughs> Not anymore. He beat you. See you, Ryan. Well, he played me nine times. Nine times out of ten, I'm going to beat him. That's in, the one time. Until those nine times yep. are played, Trevor has one the and title. in the one and zero in the office here right now. I'd Only do. undefeated. Right. I was cheering for you. Trust me. I did not want that little shit to win. <laughs> <sighs> my head just getting bigger now, Ryan. We can win one for the twenty to thirty year olds that right, are guys. actual, not you, you anomaly. Okay, I'm, whoa, whoa, whoa. I gotta get out of here. I gotta go blow my nose, and I got to <laughs> go find a couch to lay down on. So, episode one, David Ortiz with the twins. Yeah, and if you can put that number I'm together, beginning of the Mike talks. Trout, episode one twenty seven mm. in the books. Uh, guys, thanks again for listening. Uh, I feel like everyone's been doing their part in sending it to their buddies. If you haven't yet, send it to your golf group chat. I know in some way we can relate to them. Um, so keep on keep on pushing the good word. We'll be back again next week. We'll find a, a, a new professional player with number 28. I don't know who it's going to be yet. Adrian Peterson. Yeah, what? Yeah. All day AP. <laughs> we already we did do AP for 26, but that's when he was with the Redskins. Wait. Artist formerly known as the Redskins. Excuse me. Episode 1AP coming next week. We'll see you later. Love you. Love you. Love you. Brian. Love you. Brian's dying. Hey, pipe that the wrong way. I'll call the clubhouse. We'll book another 18 for tomorrow. Okay, they cheated on that. They fucked their balls. Yeah, no better time for the breakfast ball than now. <laughs>